I V M. It's 1958. Crowds have gathered around the Allahabad High Court. There's a buzz in the air. What's going on? Is it somebody famous? Is it Nehru? Is it Madhubala? Hey, welcome to the show, the longest constitution. In today's episode, we are looking at an invisible set of people, sex workers, who are often talked about without hearing what they actually have to say. And while they figure in movies, we have loved from Devdas to Chameli to Mola Rouge. Seldom have they been asked that basic question: How are you? Our story today starts in 1958 and is about a woman who hasn't waited for someone to ask her that question, but instead has reached the court to tell the nation that she is not okay. And people have lined up outside to hear her. There's plenty of excitement. Who is this person? It's Husna Bai, a sex worker. Husna Bai was in court with a challenge to the constitutionality of a law. But what was this law which made Husna Bai turn up in court ready with a writ petition? S I T A. Sita. Sita. Not the Ramayan Sita, but the suppression of immoral trafficking act passed in 1956. Why couldn't they just call it trafficking? I mean, is there a moral way to traffic? Please tell me. Anyway, this act came down heavily on prostitutes as sex workers were called back then. And under our constitution, there is a right against exploitation, and that's Article Twenty Three, which prohibits human trafficking. And this act was passed to adhere to that vision. But what it did was to alter the lives of sex workers, and this is what Sita did. It criminalized everything around a prostitute. A special police officer could report her and drag her to a magistrate, and apparently, magistrates just know. What a prostitute looks like and what a non-prostitute looks like, and after deciding whether she is one or isn't, he has the supreme authority to ask her to leave the neighborhood, the locality, and never to return without his permission. The whole idea was that prostitution is a public nuisance and cannot be close to anything respectable, good society, schools, temples. and that sold sex is contagious it's evil hold on so if it's free it's okay but if it's being charged for it's a crime doesn't make sense and yet under the act sex work in itself is not illegal if it is practiced privately and independently but that's like saying you can work from home but you can't use the internet you can't have a profile on linkedin to get a job and forget about whatsapping your colleague If there are any vacancies anywhere, plus the police can barge into your house, and if they find you, oh my God, working, they can drag you to the magistrate and be asked to leave the locality, and go where is the question? This act treated women the same way Macaulay thought of women in eighteen sixty, that they are these hapless, helpless creatures who had to be protected and rescued from exploiters. and that a decent society has no space for pimps prostitutes and brothels that's so convenient isn't it it's so easy but hello something is missing here the rams the rams where is this sita's ram how can men be left out of this law which criminalizes prostitution it's crazy 
that a law on prostitution penalizes prostitutes, penalizes pimps, penalizes brothel owners, but nothing, not a patch on the men who keep this business going. Anyway, Husna Bai said that as a sex worker and citizen of India, her right to practice her profession as a prostitute under Article 19 of the Constitution was being violated by Sita. And there are so many things absolutely fantastic about her. The first that she knew what was happening in the country and knew what was happening in parliament. And she was in court ready to challenge the law. She knew her rights. She knew what the constitution guaranteed her. I mean, she could have given a shot at the UPSC exams, except that she didn't. And that was her point too. That as sex workers, it was their choice to practice their trade and they had the freedom to decide wherever they wanted. Except that Sita denied this to them. Husna wasn't alone. Many sex workers shared their grievances about Sita. And it's sad that parliament and politicians don't want to hear from the people being affected by a law they've drafted. Sex workers staged a demonstration outside parliament. They gathered signatures, they petitioned, they rallied. But nobody listened, including the judge. Husna Bai's petition was dismissed because her rights had not yet been hurt by the new law. And in 1964, Chief Justice Koka Subbarao upheld this, saying that the discretion granted to magistrates was constitutional and that evil had to be controlled. So prostitutes are evil. So in a case in Karnataka, the moralistic government rehabilitated sex workers and gave them sewing machines. Except that nobody knew how to sew. So you can sew, but you cannot sell sex. Doesn't make any sense. So prostitutes were told that everyone else has a right to work except you, you women, you sex workers. Well, for some, sex is pleasure. For many, it's a form of work. It's livelihood. And the act could not distinguish between trafficking and sex work. Trafficking is what happens to you. But sex work is willing and voluntary. What the unstated is that there is good sex and bad sex. Marriage is sacred. So sex within a marriage is good. But paid sex is dirty and dangerous. So it's not sex in itself, but the kind of sex. And it doesn't add up, does it? But what's more important, let's ask, what do sex workers want? Sex workers want to work, like everyone else, to make their own choices, to lead their lives, send their kids to good schools and have a nice cup of chai after a long day's work. Since the 1990s, many have organized themselves and advocated for equal rights for sex workers. The Darbar Mahila Samanvai Committee in Sonagachi, Kolkata has been fighting since 1992. And they point out that they don't want to be dragged around. They want a clean working space and not to be harassed. Sita, the law, was renamed Peter in 1986, but has more or less remained the same, except that it now includes male sex workers and transgenders. But that also means that more people have lost their fundamental rights to life, to free movement and to residence. And the man visiting prostitutes is still missing from this picture. Not a question raised and not a patch or no punishment for the clients of this industry. It takes two to tango and two to have sex. Criminalizing commercial sex work really doesn't stop the act from happening.
until sex work is decriminalized we have failed our constitution and sex workers will continue to be unequal citizens in a country for no good reason in the next episode we will see how the idea of dangerous sex extends to regulating dancing dirty dancing but how to dance decently that's for the supreme court to say did you like the show send me a message ask me a question i tweet at fundamentally p and don't forget to share this with your friends your lovers and your neighbors until next time this is me priya mirza saying bye bye